Hello, Yuki. Hello, John. Remember that saying, your mother sews socks in hell? What? what you, you never heard that saying? No. Well, that's because it's the saying from the TV edited version of The Exorcist. Because there's the famous line where it says, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Oh, they can't sh- say that in TV, so they changed it? They changed it to, your mother sews oh. socks in hell. Which I think is kind of worse than sucking cocks. Because, like, at least with sucking cocks, you can eventually have some fun and enjoy the cock sucking. But who enjoys sewing socks? Nobody. 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 That's a worse hell than this cock sucking. You're sitting there for all eternity just sewing socks? If it's dirty. And it's dirty. Right? You don't want to even touching dirty socks no but well cocks could be dirty too because like a d because if you're in hell sucking a cock most likely it's either the devil's cock or the a demon's cock so those ain't clean (laughs) unless demons take pride in their cock cleanliness yeah yeah right they wash it they they put the law you know they would probably lava use dip their cocks in lava so maybe the cock sucking won't be good because it'll burn your mouth in hell. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's heat, so, you know, the, the virus or germ will die, right? Oh, that's good. So it is cleaner. Yeah, it will yeah, it clean, it's your, cleaner, it yeah. clean your mouth. Uh, yeah. What is that called? Um, uh, <laughs> antiseptics? No, what is it called when, when, you, when the fire... I, I'm totally spacing on the word. When you put fire up to something and it cleans it. or Right, just like... A, uh, when sterilize. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, we're talking about The Exorcist today. Exorcist, the yes. The movie The Exorcist. Yes. Not the Pope's Exorcist with goddamn uh, the guy from fucking no, 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 Gladiator. Russell, no, not Crow. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. He just yeah. came out with The Pope's Exorcist. Right, I haven't Pope. seen it. I haven't seen that. That's a, that's a different from Exorcist movie. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. I mean, come most on. Exorcist movies or most demonic possession movies can't even hold a candle to the exorcist right well most horror movies can't right because the exorcist is such a visceral insane experience at least in my opinion what do you think about the exorcist just in general i mean the two things you know again you know i'm not really religious so the movie exorcist is just a movie exorcist and then the other world exorcism and then catholic that's a different story because you know I can't relate to that since I don't believe Catholic. So, so you, th- so do you think to just get off topic slightly already, th- an exorcism in the real world? Do you think that that's just a person's mind playing tricks on them, and they think that they're possessed, so they go to all these lengths to n- f- play out this act that they have a demon in them, and then the exorcism is sort of theater. It's a, it's a brainwash, I think. Brainwash. Yeah. Interesting. I think that there's something there. I think it's a little more than brainwash. I think that sometimes there are seeds of things in people's head, and we, we barely even understand our own brains, let alone what might happen when somebody breaks with reality and thinks that they're possessed with a demon. So an exorcism, yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good way to put it, an, a brainwash or a brain cleansing. Right. So to so, speak, using the power of the Bible and God, right? And, yeah. Then you know, again, it goes to, you know, religious people. You know, hey, you have to believe this. 
otherwise bad things are going to happen to you right or bad things happen to you because you don't believe this and that kind of you know so may not be really nothing to do with movie exorcist right yeah (laughs) you know i was raised catholic okay and i went to uh an old boys catholic school for high school before that i was just in grammar school regular schools but the exorcist hit me hard as a kid it really Mm. scared the living shit out of me really badly and we'll get into some of the stories about how that fucked my life up for a while well i don't want to be negative about you know catholic or christian or people who believe i'm not saying it's just i don't believe that it's Mm. just you know that's how i was raised most of people raised in in japan you know there is a the buddhism Buddhism, but it's just there it's it's a custom right so that doesn't mean we all believe, you know. So it's just right. a custom. So it's there. That was my background. So to jump into the movie The Exorcist, do you remember when it came out? Oh, yeah. I was a kid. You know, I was like, I don't know, nine, ten years old. And then uh, I went to see it. And then before, you know, the, the movie opened the United States first, then came to Japan, right? I oh my god, people were, you know, pass out in the movie theater. There is a riot in the movie theater, blah blah blah. Lots of information came. They just went to see it. Nothing happened in Japanese movie theater. <laughs> people in Japan, they just stared at the screen stone faced <laughs> yeah. and walked out and said pussy Americans. Yeah. Well <laughs> it's just you know, it's a it's a nationality or you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's the way Japanese because <laughs> we can really I can't speak for entire you know nation but uh, we automatically we distinguish between T V show real world movie real world it's separate so it's not like oh my god you know lots of uh, violence in the movie that's no good the, the kids are gonna kill people. we don't think that way yeah right. it's like uh, you know no matter you know daddy harry killed 100 people in the movie screen it's nothing to do with real life right. in japan see? right right so there is no what the violence code or anything it's like oh this show is too violent. There is no such a thing in Japan. Right. Because movie world and the other world, we don't connect. Sure, sure. You know what's entertainment and you know what's right. real and you don't really have so a crossover. So when I came here, like, you know, the people always talking about, oh my God, it's no good, too violent, too sexy or too erotic. And that's nothing to do with in our life. But I was surprised because, you know, that's why it's like a rating... PG or rating R, it's too yeah. like because I was fine. Since we can't kill people in their life, it's fun to watch <laughs> Rambo or Dirty Harry killing hundred people. Right. They're doing it for us, so we think that way instead yeah. of oh my god, he's killing. Maybe I should get the gun kill people. We don't think that. Way. No, it's cathartic to watch somebody else right. do it, so you don't have to do it in right. your real life. Yeah. So with The Exorcist, when you saw it, though, did you think it was a good movie, well-made? Well, I, I never thought that was a good movie. Oh, but no? I, you don't like The Exorcist as a movie? No, I like it. but oh, like I, it. I like it, but I never thought that was a good movie. It's like a good, entertaining movie. 
so you don't think it's a masterpiece or anything as no, far as a heart? Well, no, if it's, uh, it's if, as a movie, I thought, well, same Friedkin, I thought The French Connection is a better movie than Exorcist. Interesting. Um, a lot of people think that way, but a lot of people don't think that way. Some people think that The Exorcist is the greatest horror movie ever made. Other people think it's just, you know, kind of kid stuff. Because the, my opinion is, uh, okay, French Connection is real life, right? I mean, and, yeah. and then Coke. Based on a true story. story yeah. right? It's real life, you know, based on the real story. So it's part of maybe part of our real life. Yeah. I may not relate to it, but same story happening somewhere. Mm -hmm. But the exorcist, I mean, come on, demon, you know, living in some guards. Like, I don't believe that. <laughs> That's why it's separate. Like, okay, you know, just to watch it as an entertainment movie. So that's why I never thought that was a good movie. Because in my mind, oh, come on, it's a bullshit. That never happens in the real life. <laughs> That, but that, you didn't find some of the imagery disturbing. I mean, there's so something I thought was interesting was um, I was kind of reading comments and some discussion about The Exorcist, and people were saying, "Oh, this movie's so tame by today's standards." And in my head, I'm going, "Tame by today's standards? There's a a, a young girl, adolescent girl, stabbing a crucifix into her pussy, saying, "Let Jesus fuck you," and that's tame." How is that tame? That's like one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in a film. It's insane. How is that tame? Well, I wouldn't say it's tame. Okay. But you it, wouldn't it, it, say it's tame, but there's fucking people online who was like, oh, it's, it's like a PG rated. Di these people are fucked in the head. That was disgusting. <laughs> but who does that? I mean, that the, 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 the a deranged human being who thinks there's a demon in them. Because I think that there's a psychological... Okay, so one of the scariest parts of the whole Exorcist, uh, to me, and disturbing, it makes you feel, is when she's getting all the medical procedures done. And she's in the doctors, they don't know what they're doing, they're doing the right. tests, and she's writhing about on the tables, and there's all these lights well, see, and shit. that was more realistic to me. Like, yeah. uh, let's say, it doesn't have to be demon, of, you know, it isn't her. I mean, it's like, okay, you're sick, you go to hospital, you exam, Doctor can't find what's wrong with this person. That's scary. That's scary. Yeah. So that part is like a more realistic, scary part. But because of the demon, <laughs> then come on. <laughs> so, you know, one little interesting tidbit is uh, in that scene, one of the assistants at the hospital is an actual killer. He's a murderer. I don't know if he's a serial killer. He might oh. be a serial killer, but yeah, he's in the movie and he went on to murder people and that makes the scene even more fucked up because there's a real murderer in the scene oh acting. Oh my God. Yeah. He's one of the lab assistants. Oh, technicians. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who say that the movie was cursed behind the scenes and stuff. I, I don't really know. I don't really... I mean, there's uh, cursed films. Linda Blair kind of said, no, nah, it wasn't that, you know, cursed. It was just things happened and that's it. Um, I don't believe in that sort of thing, but I do think that there is something not demonic, but something evil in that movie in the way that it, it manipulates your feelings and senses and gets you all worked up. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's an evil thing. I, I see more the, the father Karas 
his relationship and his mother. Yeah. That's more kind of guilt. Oh, yeah. Instead of, you know, that Regan is... Well, that's also another scary thing. A man who, uh, of the cloth, a priest, losing his faith. Right. And kind of disappointing his mother. The whole thing is, like, really dark and fucked up. And the guy can't... He's struggling with his own existence. He doesn't know what to do. And then this thing falls into his lap. And even in the face of this pure evil... He's struggling to believe in God. See, that's what the, 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 my understanding, okay, that's punishment. That's why he dies. And then Regan Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting. So he redeems himself, but he also has perished because of right. his sins. That's an interesting reading of the, I mean, that's probably is what oh. it's all about. But see, that, that's what, the, okay, the maybe, you know, the, the leading character is Regan, but. Maybe that's just a part of the frame of the whole picture. Whole picture is about the Kalas. I would say he's the main character yeah. more than the girl. And right. well, Ellen Bernstein is probably the main character. Then Father Karras, Jason Miller, by the right. way, and then Regan is sort of like the supporting, even though she's the main crux of right. the thing. Jason Miller, interesting. Um, there was another actor cast. I forgot the actor's name. But freaking wanted Jason Miller so bad that he almost mm. shut the whole picture down. I think it was Stacy Keach. You know Stacy oh, Keach. Yeah. I think that the studio wanted Stacy Keach, and freaking fought for Jason Miller because Jason Miller was just a stage actor, barely well, I, known. Oh my god! The, the, but the Jason Miller was perfect. For he that was guy. incredible in that movie. So and then so some th- interesting things about Jason Miller. Uh, Liz Shack, our producer and my beloved. Became a little interested in Jason Miller to like explore more. He's the uh, he's the father of Jason Patrick from the Lost Boys. Remember him? Yeah. He was. Uh, he's also the father of that weird kid from Near Dark and Teen Witch and a bunch of other '80s movies. Mm. I'm gonna look his name up. He. Like, seriously, it's so weird that he's these guys' parents, right? Mm. And then on top of that, I think Jackie Gleason Mm -hmm. was Jason Miller's father-in-law. Really? Yeah, so he's related to the Honeymooners. Oh, my God. (laughs) When you hear all this shit that all this stuff is related, it's fucking so weird. Like, Hollywood, man, you know? Yeah, but I mean, he was so good and he was scary. And then there's uh, one shot. He and the demon is just so good, so right? So good, yeah. Yeah, all that subliminal stuff in this movie it gets me going. Um, because I don't even remember when I was a kid, but I re- that demon face when it flashes, right? Flash, shit. Nobody had ever seen anything like that in the movie. And then, and then the other uh, shocking scene was when uh, Regan's uh, neck goes around oh, 360. Yeah. That was like a really shock to me. Like, holy shit. Really? You got shocked? Yeah. Oh, wait. So the guy's name is uh, Joshua John Miller uh, from Teen Witch, Near Dark, uh, River's Edge. That's right. Oh, my God. River's Edge. So Which good. Which one? Original one? The remake? The, the one with Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Um, But he, you know, he looks much more normal now. When he was a kid, he looked like freaky, but he looks kind of mm. like a normal guy. He looks like Jason Miller now. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's, that's an interesting connection. So back to the exorcist, let me tell you a little bit about my experience Uh when I was a kid because it ruined my life. What do you mean ruined your life? So I was, 
in fourth grade or something. Maybe fourth grade going into fifth or third grade going into fourth. One of those. No, I think it was fourth grade going into fifth grade. So I was probably 10 or so. And it was the first summer that I ever hung out in a group boys and girls. There were boys and there were girls. And everybody had crushes on each other. And it was a whole thing. But we would all hang out during the day and play games and sports. It wasn't anything... Wait a minute, you said 9 or 10? 9 or 10. Then I, I said the 9 or 10. No, that can't be. I, I should be older. Maybe in, high uh, school. So it's the 50th anniversary now of The Exorcist in 2024. So it came out in 1974. Oh, then I was a high school kid. You were a high school. Okay, I, I was wrong. But I mean, I'm, I, I'm talking about I was in the 80s okay. uh, as a kid. Maybe eight, late 80s. Uh, first time boys and girls. You know, kind of flirting, but, you know, kids, so we're not right. doing anything. And somebody said, oh, let's watch a movie today. Let's watch a scary movie. And I, you know, I suggested, oh, let's watch Freddy Krueger or whatever, whatever. Right. And somebody's like, no, let's watch The Exorcist. I heard it's really fucked up and right. scary, really scary. And my father had warned me about this movie mm. back a few months earlier because I was... <laughs> I was listening to King Diamond. Do you know who King Diamond is? No. He's a heavy metal guy, and he wears the makeup on his face, and he sings really high like that. But he sings about occult stuff like ghosts right. and witches. And one day, me and my friend Eric McCormick were sitting in, I want to say his real name, me and my friend Eric were in my bedroom listening to that music, and my dad knocked on the door. He's like, can I talk to you guys for a minute? And he said... I hear the music that you're listening to and there's a lot of weird stuff in it and I just want to talk to you about evil and the devil and make sure that you're not getting into any weird stuff. And he gave us this like sort of speech about, you know, the devil. <laughs> not, and then he mentioned The Exorcist. He said, there's a movie called The Exorcist and it's one of the most scary movies I've ever seen wow. and there are face, faces in that movie that I can't get out of my head to this day. And of course, that made us want to watch the movie even more. <laughs> We were like, oh, yeah, let's watch this crazy movie. But so that day when somebody suggested it, I kind of had second thoughts because of what my father said. Like, it's too scary. Mm -hmm. We watched it. I didn't sleep for the rest of the summer. I'm talking six weeks. And the the worst part of, of it was I did not only did I not sleep, I was crying half the night. I kept asking my parents if I could sleep in their room. And at first, you know, for a week or so, they accepted, okay, you can stay in here, but you got to get over it. Couldn't get over it. So I slept. But what, what part was so... The whole thing. I, I thought that the fucking devil was coming to get me. I thought that the devil was going to possess me in my sleep and shake my bed and fucking twist my head around and make me puke green shit out of my fucking mouth. I was so convinced... That oh my demonic possession was possible. Because again, you know, you got the Catholic thing. Right. My father's saying the devil's fucking fucked up. <laughs> it was just a whole convergence of all this shit. And to see, like, that, then the, the thing that really got me in that movie, the first thing was when they put the hermaphrodite thing on the statue when it has the, the tits and the penis, the mm-hmm. statue of Mary. In my young head, I'm like, who the fuck would ever do something like that to a religious statue? It was the devil. And then as the movie progressed, I was like more fucked up that this could actually happen. Oh my God. So I, so I had to sleep in my brother's room for fucking, you know, five weeks. And then one night I was crying, 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 like, oh, thinking about the devil. And my mother had had enough. 
So she came in in the middle of the night and she grabbed me and she put me in my room and she said, it's too late. The devil is already in you. He's in you. <laughs> and then she closed my door and I sat there like, just like thinking like, if the devil's already in me and it's too late, then why am I losing sleep over this shit? Let me see if I could try to go to sleep. And I went to sleep and I never had a problem again. Wow. <laughs> But I was young. I was like nine. And as this thing was really fucking with me. And it took a psychological trick by my mother to say it's too late. The devil is in you. And what she meant by that was like in the Catholic faith, essentially you start out with the mortal sin. Man, so to speak, uh, starts out already a sinner. So the only way that we can be redeemed in the eyes of God is if we do good in this life. And continue on. But we start from a negative in the Catholic preaching. Mm. So I said, if I already started with a sin, it's not my fault. So if I could just like hang out and listen to music and be cool and like watch movies and shit, I'll be fine. And that's what happened. I moved on. God, that's interesting. It's, but, but throughout the rest of my life, there are residual effects of this fucked up movie. And thank you, William Friedkin, for doing this to me. But... The face of Regan in some of those scenes where she's like, bah. if I'm in a dark place, like not not mentally, but in like a physically dark place, have to go to a basement to like change a fuse box or something. All I'm thinking about is that that fucking devil bitch is behind me about to jump out and fuck me up. Like no matter what, I just am like the devil is here and it's Regan wow. and she's coming to get me. And I have to think like, OK, it's just a movie. Don't worry. You're fine. Right. But it really fucked me up for a while. Wow. Yeah. Now, flash forward to this very year. Uh-huh. Liz Shack, our producer, she wanted to watch The Exorcist, and it was really late at night. Right. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to watch this movie. <laughs> Can we just watch something else, like anything, Freddy Krueger? Like, you right. know, try. And she's like, No, I really, you know, William freaking, you know, because it's the 50th anniversary, right. and before we knew it was coming back to theaters. So we're watching it. She fucking fell asleep. <laughs> and she left me in the dark with the goddamn fucking devil. And I couldn't, I just was sitting there like, I gotta watch the rest of this movie, but I can't turn it off. I can't, I don't know what to do. I'm fucking freaking out. She's sleeping. This motherfucker left me with the devil. So you saw it by yourself? And I watched it by myself. <laughs> and I got to the end and I said, I'm never watching this motherfucking movie ever again. But guess what? October 1st, I'm going to see it in theaters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, you're talking about the revival or a new one? Well, Believer. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm not going to see the Believer in theaters. If no, it, hell no. If it comes on video uh, or streaming and something, and I'm bored and I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to the theater for that. No, no. Really? I heard the Ellen Bustin is in it. She is, and yeah. she, she, you know why she's in it? Because she made a deal. She's like, I'll do this movie if you pay for this like acting school that I want to start. So they basically oh. gave her a lot of money to start some sort of a program for actors. Yeah. So she's good for her. And that's the thing. I like that. But did you see the trailer? No, I haven't. What? Ugh. It looks like a shit. It just doesn't look good. It, it, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't dislike the people who do it as the Bloomhouse guys and David Gordon Green, who just did the last three Halloween movies. Mm. I liked certain aspects of the new Halloween movies, and I hated certain aspects of the new Halloween movies, and I feel like the new Exorcist movies are going to be very much the same. It's going to be like, 
oh, I like this part of it, but this part's fucking garbage. So I don't know. I'm just going to wait until it's on streaming. So, well, since Fridoki is gone, then he, he wasn't really involved, right? No mm. even producer. Well, somebody no. made a stupid joke online that said William freaking died when he saw the trailer of the new Exorcist. <laughs> Oh my god, that bad, huh? It was so bad that it killed him. It, it killed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no, I don't know if he was ever even involved at all. Um, I do know that they're re-releasing the, the old, old Exorcist old. in honor of the 50th anniversary in theaters for two days or oh, something like that. Okay. And I don't know if it's the revamped version because there is the original theatrical version and then there was the redo re version. Redo, right? The, 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 when the... Legan was a spider walk. Right, spider walk, yeah. you know, coming down from the upstairs. Yeah. That, that wasn't there in the first No, one. and they had that to finish a, that because right. they had, um, you know, in the early 2000s, they had better special effects. They were able to make yeah. it look better. Uh, and it's a cool scene, but it's, I, I don't know, it didn't really add that much that it was that major right. of a deal. It was just that one scene, essentially, yeah. in, that I can remember. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go see... Uh, the Exorcist on October 1st, and it's my retirement party from The Exorcist. I am never watching See? that motherfucking movie again. I don't care who's forcing me to watch it. And don't get me wrong. I think it's a great movie. I really do think it's a masterpiece in horror to the point where it fucks me up in real life, and I don't want that anymore. I want to leave it behind. Okay, there's a book, right? But the, the, uh, according to uh, Peter Venturi... No, no, William no, Peter Blatty. Peter, Peter Benchley's Bench draws. Oh, draws okay. William Peter Blatty is... The, the, yeah. the, it's a based on true story, right? Yeah, some boy yeah. who had uh, some demonic he possession uh, stuff. And yeah, he based it on a true story. Um, William Peter Blatty, did you ever read that book or, or the sequel, uh, Legion? I read it and then and, and, and that was... a. Uh, uh, I think I saw a movie faster than read the book. And then read the book. I read Legion many years later. Legion is a great book. And it takes the idea of The Exorcist and brings it out and opens it wide, in my opinion, about demonic possession, but how it can affect normal people and how it can affect lots of people, not just one singular case, right. who sort of explains certain serial killers and things like that. And I really love Exorcist 3. Did you ever see Exorcist 3? No, that the George Heath score? Yeah. You didn't see it? No, I saw it, but I don't know. You didn't I mean, like it? Two, three, then there's another one, right? Oh, there's like four well, others. So Exorcist has a weird sequence of movies. So Exorcist 2 is John Borman. Great oh, director. De Deliverance, Zardoz. Right. He did a lot of cool movies. But Exorcist 2, there's something lacking to it. And I don't know what it is when I watch it. Great sequences, beautiful photography, right. interesting stuff. But as a whole, it just not, it doesn't come together. I don't even remember. I remember the, the Linda Blair was in it. But... She's in it. And um, there's a new priest. And it's just the whole thing. They're like trying to extract her memories. Yeah. And all this stuff and hypnosis and things and... I don't know, and, and Linda Blair wouldn't put the makeup on again, so it's just her. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting failure, um, but it's it's not as bad as people say, in my opinion. I kind of liked it when I but watched the, it. You you like three better? Three, I think, is really good because a George C. Scott is always good, and if he's an yeah. angry, curmudgeonly uh, cop who's on the hunt for a 
Serial killer. Yeah, you're like, my adults got up, you know that kind of shit. Oh. I love that, but then it gets into the interesting thing where the the demon sort of hops into regular people and tries to kill people. Um, it's got that um, one of the greatest scares in all of horror history, where the thing comes out behind the nurse and tries to. So is cut... that the standout uh, story, or it's related to part one, part two? Um, uh... Exorcist three is is. Loosely, not loosely, but based on the book Legion, which is the sequel, book sequel to The Exorcist. So it oh. is a sequel, but it's a whole other story because it doesn't really have to do with Regan. Did the, the uh, Peter Blatty wrote that book? Peter, William Peter Blatty wrote the book, and not only that, he directed part three. He directed the part three? Yeah, he directed part three. And it's a well directed, nicely paced, great horror movie police procedural sort of thing and the things that are out of place is the stuff that the studio forced upon him like the exorcist scene the exorcism scene he didn't want an exorcism scene mm. he just wanted it to be uh, sort of a cop movie with the demon as oh, the backdrop I see. yeah uh and it's sort of about like how pazuzu can get around and infest different people and stuff jason miller's in it uh, for a little while, he's he's in it. He's in it. Uh, he he sort of comes in and out because Brad Dorif, the voice of Chucky, right. he plays this sort of psychopath who's in a hospital that has information about the demon. And then, as George C. Scott is talking to it, he kind of morphs into Jason Miller and starts to trick so him. So he's in it. Can't be really part three then because he already died as a. But he part he's bringing him back. Uh, as an illusion. You know oh. how in uh, Exorcist the demon can do illusions right. and stuff and show you things that aren't there and trick your mind? That's what he does to George C. Scott. Because somehow George C. Scott links the thing to the uh, Regan stuff. And yeah, it's it's very complicated, but it works. God, I have to see that again then. I don't remember at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I like it. And then, then it goes on to be even weirder. The next versions were two different movies directed by two different people one is uh paul, paul schrader, paul schrader. Right? so his i guess the studio didn't like his version and they ordered it to be completely reshot by a guy named rennie harlan who's oh the my director God, of Harlan, the, die hard die 2 hard. cutthroat island so could, he could made a more it. commercial mm. version I saw them both, and I don't remember anything about them. Okay. Did, did you ever see them? <laughs> I see both, but I don't remember at all. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so un, they're so forgettable. It's this. I don't even know if they're worth revisiting. But it's sad because I think, under the right circumstances, Paul Schrader could have made a really interesting, Exorcist movie. Maybe he's too sophisticated for the exorcist and uh, perhaps uh, I, they should have just let him go yeah and if it's a big interesting failure whatever it's a tax write-off for the studio so so these are all connected from fast one but the exorcist the pope is nothing to do with no this. the pope's exorcist just they just use the word exorcist okay. to get your attention and go oh is it part of the exorcist and then it's like no, it's Russell Crowe. And then this Believer new one is uh, related this this time. Yeah, so Alan Bernstein's obviously going to tie yeah. in and all that stuff. And it's going to be, uh, what do they call those, legacy sequels? Mm. Where they bring back the characters from the original, but there's new characters who take the story forward. Is she playing same or different? 
Ellen Bernstein's yeah. playing the same character. Same with the, the mother is older now? Yeah. And, but there is no Linda Blair, though, right? Well, there's a in the trailer, they show a picture of Linda Blair. It's a young Linda Blair or old Linda Blair? No, no, young Linda Blair. Oh. So I don't know if Linda Blair is still alive, if she's dead, if she's deranged. Who knows? They're oh. probably keeping that a secret. But there's one part where the new girl, there's two girls uh-huh. who get possessed in this one. Uh, and one of the girls, the, Ellen Bernstein's in the room, and she goes, I've, I've dealt with you before. And the demon goes, Mother... You know, like that. So it's kind of, you know... Is it in be... the old trailer? Yeah, it's in the trailer. You... Okay. I, I haven't seen it yet. So. <laughs> yeah, go watch the trailer. It's... There's... there's it, again, it's it fluctuates. One scene looks great, and then the next scene looks like shit. Mm. And then the next scene looks great, and then the next scene... Because there's a part where... You know that weird demon voice that people do? So, so the reason why the original Exorcist is so interesting and scary with the voice is because they used a real old woman right. who would drink whiskey and uh, eat fucking raw eggs to make her voice oh, God, oh. like that. And then she just dubbed over Linda Blair's voice. In this, they have like one scene like that in the trailer, but then there's another scene where it's the Evil Dead voice. You know the Evil Dead voice where they do the tritone, right. where it's the regular voice, the middle voice, and then the deep voice, and then they combine the three together? It's hard to describe, but if you've seen Evil Dead, you know the voice. It works in the Evil Dead universe. It doesn't work in the Exorcist universe, in my opinion. Because the it, you, it should be that old woman's, um. you know, that shit. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> Your mother sews socks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know, Yuki. Um, Are you going to see it? I want to see it, yeah. In theaters? Yeah. What, are you out of your mind? Why not? Did you like the new Halloweens? I, I never seen new Halloween. I, I, I stopped watching it maybe after Halloween 3. Oh, so you didn't... Wait, you didn't even watch the new Halloween. No. The old... You're talking Season of the Witch. Yeah, old... With, with the masks. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you haven't seen one since 1983. <laughs> I mean, you know, that the same thing like, what was that, uh, uh, Friday the 13th? Yeah. You know, one, two, three, then I'm done. You know, I mean, just, uh, they keep going, like, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and the one, two, three, I'm done. I mean, how many they have to make? Yeah, you just, they got to make them forever so that they can make money, 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 yeah. money, money, right? They just want to make money. But, you know, how could, how, I guess... With the Exorcist, you could have a lot of different stories because the de- there's different demons. Yeah. There's different types of demons. You have Bazuzu. You have Jeruzu. Bazuzu. Kakuzu. Daduzu. No. They're all with the zoos they're, they're, at the oh, end. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Flabuzu. Habuzu. I don't know. That. Shamuzu. <laughs> Shamuzu is the one with the. He was in SeaWorld for a while. Shamuzu. Oh, the Shamu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you get possessed by the killer whale. <laughs> Is uh, shooting shit out the back of your neck like a blowhole. That's where oh. the pea soup comes from. The back of your neck like a blowhole. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the piece that you know. That's the famous thing. The pea soup. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that. The, 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 the green she, stuff then. Yeah. That's uh, green pea, pea soup. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever you, you like pea soup? No, I don't because well, that's the one thing. <laughs> I can't drink uh, green pea soup because of the, the because of the exorcist. Yeah. Oh, so it did affect your life. It got you a little. It got you <laughs> fucked up. 
Did you know that Linda Blair made love and had an affair with Rick James? Who's Rick James? You know the guy Super Freak? Super Freak, Super Freak, she's Super Freak, y'all. You don't remember Rick James? I thought you were into disco and shit. He he did Super Freak. He did uh, what's the other song? Mary Jane. He did uh, the She's All Right. Oh, she did. Yes, yeah. I know that. It's the same. It's Super Freak. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so he guys... had the you know in the seventies he had the leather pants with right. the braids and he would play the bass guitar and he would dance around. You remember him? I don't remember him, but I, mean, I remember that song. So okay. okay. Well, she, the, Linda. There's a famous picture of Linda Blair and him together in bed, naked. Oh, I kind. Well, Linda Blair was kind of uh, screw up girls uh, before even uh, Exorcist. I hear like uh, you know she was teenager. Teenage, like much like Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She had a wild childhood. And then and then I remember I was watching the documentary the Frida King was talking about when he interviewed Linda Blair. Friedkin asked Linda Blair, like, do you know what the masturbation is? Oh, my God. Linda Blair took off and then started talking about the masturbation. Oh, and my God. She was like a 12 or 13. My Lord. And freaking's just sitting there going, right. what did so I get myself into? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So maybe when she was uh, that young, she may not be a virgin any. Already. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, she went to the super freak, that's for sure. Maybe that's why it worked, you know. She played that, uh, you know. Uh, she gives a great performance in that movie, right. let's be honest. She she starts out really innocent and to right. do all do... those crazy things that she has to do. She, I think she was nominated for the. That's uh, right. Oscar, yeah. And I don't agree with this. People, after that happened and then they found out that the demon voice was another woman, mm -hmm. they wanted to say that Linda Blair didn't do a great job and that she didn't deserve the Oscar. I completely disagree with that. She deserved yeah. every fucking accolade that she got. So... And Liz Shack has something. What's What's. Hey, that was a half fast role, though. Like, yeah, she was never a incredible actor. performance. Yeah, Tatum O'Neill won for Paper Moon against Linda Blair. Who do you think did better and deserved the Oscar? Linda oh, Blair. Well, no, Tatum O'Neill. Agree I, to disagree, Yuki. Uh, well, the, the, my understanding is okay. Tatum O'Neill, he she really played the character. It's like a simple story. And then Linda Blair in Exorcist, I thought more special effect and, 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 and technique part of it. She's thrashing around. She's going nuts. She's got to cry. She's got to laugh. She's got to demon it up. She's got to fucking flip around. She, that's a fucking physical uh, I know physical, but still, you know, she had a lot of Oh, uh, what did Tame and O'Neill have to do? Go, Dad? Give me a break. I thought that that she when I saw it. Oh, she. Nah, I'm just joking. I love Tater. I love Paper yeah. Moon. I think it's a great, great movie. Um, but I would personally give it to Linda Blair because she scared yeah. the shit out of me for my entire life. And Tatum O'Neill is just. I don't. I, I. No, she didn't scare me. But that movie <laughs> isn't about the scary thing. That was, you know, she did her job, and then I thought that she was She did her great. job. No, look, I, I agree. That's a weird, that's weird that two young women were up against each other at the same exact time. That's an mm. odd, that's that's almost like a goocher. You know what a goocher is? When you flip the nickels and they all come up heads? Oh. That's scary. That's like not supposed <laughs> to happen, you know? 
Um, what do you think about William Friedkin in general? Just because you mentioned the French Connection, but there's a lot yeah. of other movies he did. Right. I I I, I like uh, you know him. Yeah. You like him? You you like his movies? Sorcerer. We're about to go so see Sorcerer, Sorcerer yeah. in seventy millimeter tonight. Right. Me, you, and Lashak. Yes. At the Paris Theater. The Paris Theater. It's, they show great movie. Huh? It's all the revival or they bring all the. So the, the one the thing movies. that Netflix has done right. In as far as movies, oh, they bought the they theater, bought right? the Paris theater, renovated it, re resumed it, and now they're showing art how, uh, old movies old like movies. in yeah, seventy millimeter. Right. So the Blade Runner's coming, right. all that stuff. That's yeah. great. Yeah, because you know I don't. I mean, the movie has to be filmed and then seventy millimeter or cinema. No, digital is digital. You yeah, know? and so at least Netflix is keeping the legacy of good. big, good films alive. And according to the uh, seating chart, when I went to get our seats, packed. It's going to be packed. So, so many people are going to see Sorcerer. So many people are going to see all sorts of stuff. They're putting up Lawrence of Arabia last right. week. And just all these beautiful movies that you want to see right. in this theatrical, beautiful, big screen experience. So... Netflix is trying to get win people back, I think, with the Paris yeah. Theater. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look in this, you know, it's, it's uh, like a, a, a tulip and dying anyway. Mm, yeah, that's uh, an underrated uh, movie. I love yeah, that movie. I, that's so, about the counterfeiters and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, I, I think he's a, he's a good, good director. Yeah, yeah. Sorcerer is, I think, his best movie. When I, best but, of him? Overall, yeah. Oh. Because every time I watch it, I see something new. I can't believe that it was a box office failure. And the reason it was a box office failure, or part of it, was because it came out the same year as, as Star Wars. And people right, wanted so. Star Wars, and they didn't want a gritty, okay. real-life sort of action-adventure. They wanted right. space fantasy. So it got buried. But now, thankfully, many years later, right. it's starting to come out as the masterpiece that it actually is. Also, it's a remake of uh, Wages, Wages of, of Fear. Fear. Yeah. So, you know, it's, a, it's a, I try not to compare. You know, it's a, I always see as a separate movie. They're different very stuff. different movies. I watched yeah. Wages of Fear with Liz Shack and my dad, and they're not really structured the same. Right. The reasoning for them to do the, the run isn't exactly the same. All the characters have different reasons right. why they want to do it. Because there's no, the original one, there's nothing to do with the gang or, you know, right. assassin or whatever. That, there's the, little that's things about the, the, yeah. the, the tough guys in the town and that bar and stuff right. like that. But once they're on the adventure, it's just them. Um, it's, it's, but the way that they shot, especially that one scene on the bridge in Sorcerer, with the, 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 the where it's the, rocking back and right. forth in the rain and oh my that was God. a cr yeah that's a I don't think that the bridge scene was in the original movie. no but they did have a great scene where uh, the trucks have to back up across the it's it's Big sort of scene. it's not a bridge it's almost like right. a landing a wood right. landing. landing yeah and it's true. so tense it's so I I highly recommend both of those movies Wages of Fear and Sorcerer. But um, what else did freaking do? And later on, he went on to do some interesting movies. He did Bug, Killer Joe. Yeah, Killer you ever Joe. see those? Killer Joe was the the the, the, the Matthew McConaughey. Matthew right? McConaughey's in and it. Then, and then January Jones. Yes, yeah, she uh, is it January Jones? I thought it was Juno Temple. Oh, Juno Temple. I'm Juno sorry. Temple. Juno Temple. And that other guy who I always forget his name, but he's pretty good in all the movies. Then he got canceled. Now he was in Once Upon a Time in right. Hollywood, so maybe he'll have a career again. And then and then I like the Bugs, too. And then Bugs, good, yeah. You know, that was originally 
It's a play. A play. Yeah, yeah, both of those, Killer Joe and yeah, Bug, were so. plays. Um, apparently, Freakin' has one more movie uh, that he shot before he passed away. And... They're... Oh, something called the Marshall. The, 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 the... Yeah. Kifa Sazaland. Yeah. So... Uh, they're supposed to be putting that out in the theaters. Uh, Guillermo del Toro was, that, right. was sort of backup director, I hear. Yeah, that was on Netflix. Yeah, he, I he that. yeah he was sort of like petitioning, like, come on, this is a master. Let's put his but last. But it's kind movie of in. a different type. What the his new movie? No, I mean you know the the. the, the... No, no, Guillermo del Toro was just tr- uh, saying. In honor of this man's legacy, let's put his last movie into the theaters. Oh, is that the one? I heard the, the company was oh, asking... hired him to finish it? Yeah, he literally stood by him. Like, literally, physically was there to make sure the movie was finished. Yeah, oh, because yeah. Ridokin was already, you know, weak or a company was worrying about what oh. if he can't finish the movie. Oh. So he was a backup director. That's interesting. You know what's... that? I, I didn't know that. That's cool. That happened also on a Prairie Home Companion with Robert Altman, and they had the backup director was Paul Thomas Anderson, just in case, helping him out. But why they always pick wrong? I mean, the dot, two totally different types. Who would you pair with Freakin' then? Not the. What's his name? The, 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 not Guillermo del Toro? Not Toro, no. Oh. I would pick. Uh, Don Siegel. No, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't. Or, 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 or uh, well, if somebody's alive. Renny Harlan. No, he's too. No, <laughs> no, Renny Harlan. John but... McTiernan. Uh, not quite, but. Uh, Greta Gerwig. No. No. Uh... Catherine Bigelow. She would be fucking great. Maybe, yeah. Catherine Bigelow. She maybe does that like yeah, down yeah, and dirty that, kind right. of freaking. Yeah. And then, and then, then, yeah. Then she may be a good choice. Yeah, but not the not the Gilmoto Gilmoto. Yeah, because he's gonna put a monster in yeah, it. All of a sudden, there's gonna, gonna be a ghost flying through and a right. fucking. Well, no, who knows? I I don't know what this movie's about. Anyway, that's the Exorcist. Okay. So we did the Exorcist. That was really fun, and you know. I'm going to see it again. It's my retirement party, but we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the 70th year, well, I'll come see, back. See that, then go see The Believer. I'll wait for The Believer until streaming. Okay. I know that for a fact. I ain't going to the theater for that. I would I, I would rather go see... Because during Halloween season, a lot of these places like Museum of Moving Image, uh, Film mm-hmm. Forum in New York City, all these places put on these revivals of old mo- horror movies. So I want to go see Bride of Frankenstein in the theater, that kind of thing. So no offense to the believer. I hope it does well. But I'd probably be at the Taylor Swift showing before I would ever go to the You're fucking... going to see Taylor <laughs> yeah, Swift the concert I, I would rather go see Taylor Swift concert movie than the new Exorcist. No offense. I mean, I hope, I wish it well. But I, I'm a Swifty. A Swifter? What do they call him? <laughs> Swift, Swift, Jonathan Swift's. Oh. Anyway, that's the exorcist. <laughs> Thank okay. you, guys. This is, oh, one more thing from Liz Shack. What, what you got? Yes. Uh, Yuki, have you ever seen the interview where um, Friedkin interviews Fritz Lang? Oh, good question. Oh, no, I never seen that. Oh, oh we'll link I'll to that. I'll text it to you. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing where Fritz Lang... He's wearing an eye patch, first of all. He's wearing an eye oh, patch. Yeah. And he describes how he had to escape from Nazi Germany. Right. Um, 
But Goebbels, the the guy, brought Fritz Lang in because he wanted him to take over the German Nazi film program, like the whole thing. He wanted him to run film for Nazi Germany, and Fritz Lang had to pretend he was into it, like, oh yeah, this is great. And then as soon as he got out, he fucking fled the country. It's a great story. Oh. Yeah. So he didn't take over though, right? Basically. No, he fuck. He ran. He he, he escaped said, and yeah. thank, and then escaped to America, and that was it. That was so. a good thing. So you, you know, American movie industry because he made a lots of uh, he made great great movies. Yeah, he in made America. great movies. Scott. And I think he had to like escape that day. Yeah, he that had day a meeting, he and oh. he was pretending and like looking at his watch, being like, "My train, my only train I can take is about to leave." Yeah, it was crazy. So. That's a great William Friedkin and Fritz Lang, everybody. All right, well, well that we was talk the buffet. About the Fritz Lang sometimes. Yeah, well, I would love to go through some yeah. Fritz Lang movies with you. All right, well, what do you got to say to the people, Yuki? Well, go see the you know <laughs> if people haven't seen uh, original uh, Exorcist, go see it. This one they come out again, and then if you like it, maybe go should try a new one. Sounds good. Well, thank you thank to you. all of our patrons. Thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, catch us on the last drive-in. And your mother's so socks in hell. Yuki and John, Patreon the bird. 